Welcome to the program. We're back with Radio Melee, and we fired PPMD. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. No, we haven't fired PPMD, but apparently he's been having car trouble, uh, and he's going to be here in like 20 minutes or something. Like, I think, um, sounds like, I don't know. I think it's probably just really hot where he is, and you know, cars have, have trouble. <laughs> so he's coming back, but in lieu of having PP at the start of the episode, we've got a just as legendary, if not more so, of a Falco player. What's up, Ginger? How are you doing? I appreciate that. Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Toph? Oh, man, I'm doing good. And I just got back from, let me tell you, tournament season is back mm-hmm. on, the, on the menu. Um, I just got back from CEO yesterday. First Panda Cup tournament. I'm going to Gommel tomorrow. Are you going to be at Gommel? You, what's, what are you going to be I'm going to Gommel, yeah. You know, Ooh. tournament. you say tournament season's back, and, you know, I agree, obviously, but... I didn't think so. Here's my thing is I haven't competed. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if we're ever going to get into this or if you plan on asking me, but like I haven't competed yeah. in person since uh, the function two, which is also the last tournament that I won. Yeah, um, I feel like some people are probably curious about how I'm going to do soon or in the future. Oh, you, you know? got you got some expectations on you. I probably have some expectations, but, uh, you know, I had the opportunity. I could have gone to Battle of BC. I could have gone to CEO. Um, sure. But I was like, well, those are sort of like stepping stone tournaments. They're not really like a big deal. Nobody's probably going to go to those. They're like in Vancouver and in Florida and Daytona. Uh-huh. And CEO is always sort of like an FGC thing. Um, yeah. And then they were huge. They had uh, tons of really good people there. Hungrybox and Plup went to CEO, which I didn't expect. And then mm. Battle of BC just ended up being like the most stacked tournament of the universe. Um, that was so, like a super major top eight wise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm sitting here like, man, I, the only reason I didn't go to these tournaments is because they're kind of out of the way from the Midwest. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have all these other tournaments coming up, but maybe I should have gone to those. It's insane. Um, yeah. <laughs> So it goes, but uh, Gommel, I think, is going to have basically everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, double down, you doubling down? I am going to double down, yeah. Everyone's doubling down. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of a lot of good events coming up. So IBW's travel schedule for the rest of the year looks crazy. Uh, yep. But in lieu of PP being here, uh, who knows when he'll arrive, but I got some questions. You know, PP usually thinks of some thoughtful questions before mm-hmm. we get into the meat and potatoes of Radio Melee, which of course is we're going to bring callers on and they're going to ask us whatever they want to ask us. And to those of you in the chat, uh, if you want to do that, it's real simple. Type in exclamation mark Radio Melee. In fact, in my chat, I'll go ahead and do it for you. Dang. And you can click on that Discord link, jump in my Discord, and uh, in fact, click on either of those Discord links. There's two that came up. Anyway, yeah, you can just jump in and there's a channel that's called Submit Topics here. You just type in whatever question you want. We're going to get you on. First come, first serve, basically, usually, kind of, to, to a certain degree. But, um, okay, before we get into that, uh, I figured I'd ask some questions directed from PPMD. And one of those is something that I'm actually really curious about, which is, um, how did the Function 2 win feel? I mean, is that, like, your biggest achievement so far? I mean, you know, you started as, like, a really... You talk about this a lot. I think people think of you as a more... Not, not new school, but more new school. But really, you started as a very old school player and like, Oh, three or something, right? So, yeah. How does this win help to encourage others who may be daunted by, you know, their peers' early growth? Ooh, uh, man, I love this question. Mm. Um, so one thing, there's there's a few components to this question that mm. I'd love to get to. So, um, I'll start off by not being intimidated by your peers who have been yeah. playing for a long time or people who have yeah, already yeah. seen recent success. I think mm-hmm. that, that is, um. Man, it's just always a challenge. But right now, I even made a video about this, is the best time to get into Melee. And I said this, I actually, the, by the time I made a video about it, it was I think it was like three years ago or something. We still had delay-based netcode. 
But I was yeah. like, look, you could get into a million Discord groups, talk with a bunch of different people. You could play on Netplay. You have, you know, Uncle Punch 20XX, I think, is all we had back then. But I mean, 20XX was enough. Um, I was like, you can just get good so fast. Like, sure, yeah. Mango's been playing for 10 years or whatever. Um, but, I mean, Cody's been playing for half that amount of time and is in that same realm. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. I, and even more so today, where we have Slippy, we have Uncle Punch, we still have 20XX, Discord groups are even more active than ever, um, top players are helping each other out in, in all sorts of different ways, so, um, I just feel like it's always possible, no matter, like, where you're coming from, if you've been playing for a long time or if you haven't been, um, and also there's a lot of meta, meta development that's been going on, easier access to VOD review using Slippy replays and stuff like that, there's a, a we're in the coaching boom, uh, which has mm -hmm. been going on for the past, you know, year or so. Um, and so anybody can get good, whatever. Um, yeah, I've been playing since 2003. Um, I like to think that my career is defined by perseverance. So I, I like to say I'm the losingest smasher of all time. Uh, and I truly might be. Uh, because I, I have been playing since 2003, but I've never been a top player until now. So there has just been this grueling, repetitive process of practicing really hard, looking at my VODs, mm -hmm. you know, practicing what I've learned, going to tournaments, getting my ass whooped, <laughs> going back to the lab, just this, yep. this whole cycle. Um, and it's really just about trusting the process. Um, so that's how I, I kind of find my confidence is that I, I trust the process. I know mm -hmm. that now is a fantastic time to improve at Melee. Um, but also to answer another part of your question, the function to win Mm. Uh, I feel like in terms of, man, maybe even number of entrants, I'm not sure about that, but I feel like in terms of the quality of skill at the tournament had to probably be my biggest achievement yet. Um, I have, you, you beat a lot of different players in a lot of different matchups too, right? There was Slug, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like to consider myself pretty well-rounded. Um, and I ran into a, a few different matchups that I'm pretty comfortable in too. Um, a mm -hmm. lot of people don't know this about me, but my brother, you know, I've been playing since 2003. I played with my brother for a very long time. Um, yep. his tag actually, I don't know if we've been over this was BBQ and then, uh, really? BBQ and he would always wow. mention that. Yeah. Oh. Um, the brother of Ginger. I'll remember that. I'll say hi to him one day. Yeah. He's a, he's a great guy, but, uh, he actually played ice climbers my whole life. So, um, and I know the meta is different now and, and wobbling's not a thing and slug has brought a ton to the table, but mm -hmm. being familiar with Nana's AI and understanding the combo weight and knowing when to not overextend, um, all that stuff still applies. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I like to consider myself pretty well-rounded and, uh, yeah, the, the one, kind of unfortunate thing about my function two run is that I didn't run into Cody. I would have loved to have played Cody or have taken him out. It would have maybe felt a little bit more legitimized if I had actually done that. But uh, I mean, it felt great regardless. And I beat the people that beat Cody. So that, that's got to mean something, right? Who won between you and Cody the last time you played? Ooh, that because I remember you beat question. him. It was at main stage. Mm hmm. I did. And that felt pretty stage. recent, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, I can't remember if we played in person other than that. We might have played one more online set, and then he may have taken that one. Man, I'm blanking on that. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I know that we're about even in lifetime in sets, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that, I mean, so at that point, you know, can't even say it was a fluke because you didn't play Cody. I mean, you know, you've clearly demonstrated the ability to, to defeat him. But 
Is that 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 is accurate though? You started, you know, kind of back in oath. When did you go to your first like, you know, larger tournaments, I suppose, just to kind of put everything in perspective? Yeah, so I started playing back in 2003, but mm -hmm. in reality, if we want to go like all the way back, uh, yeah. is that I, I played on release and I played every yeah. single day from right. release up until my first tournament, which was in 2003. Um, wow. So, so that's why I consider my career to start in 2003 when in reality, I, I played every single day and I was practicing, <laughs> quote unquote, practicing back in 2001. There's not a lot you could do. Um, but uh, so my first big tournament, I, I want to say big tournament. It was just an anime convention. And uh, there were some people who knew how to do a couple little advanced techniques. Um, nobody that was like a pro or anything at the time or had been into like an MLG event or anything like that, which, well, MLG wasn't even running at the time. But yeah, big anime convention called JFAX running at like a local college. There was like 100 entrants or something. Um, and my brother and mm -hmm. I got first and second, which was cool. Um, but yeah, my brother ended up going to a very large tournament um, in Chicago at the time. Um, and I couldn't go because I was eight years old or seven, mm -hmm. maybe at the time. Uh, wow. I had to like go to school or whatever. But my brother travels to Chicago um, and we expect him to go win the tournament. This is sort of the history of my career. We expect him to just go win because, you know, we're the best in the world. He plays Roy. Right. Roy, Roy has the fire. Um, yeah, really strong. <laughs> yeah, strong really element. strong. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he runs into Chu, um, Ho Chi Minh Trail, uh, Dope, all the Midwest. I'm starting to see why, he's, why he picked up Ices. Yeah, yes. There, there's <laughs> a lot of Ices influences, for sure. Yeah. Um, but runs into literally all the pros. Ends up losing to Chu. Uh, Chu played with one hand in friendlies. Um, and didn't oh, tell anybody. I've, I've he, heard this story. He beat your brother? He beat my brother. Two stars. Oh, I kept hearing. I've heard the story of Chu beat such and such with one hand. Yep. I didn't know it was Ginger's brother. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that happened. Um, and then, so this was, uh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. This was at the, like, house local slash smash fest slash everybody mm -hmm. sleeping at the couch in the place nearby, like, fest the day before the big tournament. Um, and my brother lost to everybody there because they're all actually good at the game. They know how to, like, wave dash L cancel, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And so my brother doesn't even go to the tournament He because <laughs> he's so demoralized. He's like, I don't have a shot in hell. This is just a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So he plays a bit, spends the night, and then he drives back. And he pulls up the driveway, and I say to him, like, oh, Cody, like, how much money did you win? And he's like, <laughs> money did I win? I, I didn't even enter the tournament. It was a waste of time. We're awful at the game. But he had talked with a couple people there. I don't know if you're familiar with these names, but Eddie and Tink. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I met so, Tink, I think, at Big House, too. But anyway, go on. I believe it. Um, so Eddie and Tink came to my house because they, they, like, took the route. They, like, stopped by my house. My brother was wow. like, look, you guys are so much better than us. Will you come teach us a few things? My brother's really into the game. We have, like, a whole crew. We, we did have yeah. a crew at the time. Um, <laughs> and they taught us all about wave dashing, wave landing, L canceling, how to tech properly, how to wall tech, um, how to pillar call. Wow, you learned from those guys. Yep, those were you learned my, from Eddie. Mentors, Eddie. I know that's insane. That's the yeah. first. That's like the first best player from the Midwest. Exactly, which is yeah. crazy. Um, and so I, I learned a lot from Eddie. I ended up running back into him in like 2015 at some Chicago local, and I forced oh him. God. And I was like, yeah. how things have changed since I was seven. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Uh, sorry, by the way, if I'm rambling, feel free to cut. No, me no, no. I mean, this is fascinating. You're seven. You were literally seven. Literally seven. Um, wow. And so I learned how to do all that. Um, and then I learned how to do um, home run contest. I would do like yep. the Ganondorf thing where you toss the bat up, do the reverse Ganondorf punch, mm. and it does the glitch or whatever. I could do oh, that yeah. when I was eight. Um, so I was like able to L cancel and do the double, you know, the grab drop bat, you know, down yep. there. I get the hit yep. lag. I fucking L cancel it. Um, so I had like some amount of tech skill and I would every day I would wave shine a peach across dreamland repeatedly. Because mm -hmm. um, there's no 20XX or Uncle Punch. But um, right. So all of this just to say that finally we had some tech skill. We were decent at the game. We could do things. And then there was um, there was a large tournament in East Lansing. Um, and I say large tournament because there were just pros there. Dope was there, who was one of the best players in the world at the time. Um, mm -hmm. He was truly my hero at the time. Um, if anybody's unfamiliar, I'm not talking about Dope, the Samus player who who lives in Canada. It's uh, the Falco right. player. Yeah. It's just amazing. Um, yep. He put out a combo video. Uh, and it was in incredibly inspiring. It was cool. Um, mm -hmm. I actually took a game off of Dope's Bowser in the tournament on Rainbow Cruise. So <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, tournaments were back then. That's how tournaments were. And you know what the prize was for that tournament, Tove? What was it? It was Dope's old controller that he didn't want anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Beautiful. So, uh, but Trail was there. Um, and just like, uh, there were so many pros. I, I can't even remember everybody's yep. names. But it was yeah. super fun. And we, we were kind of holding our own and having some good matches. And people were like considered me like this little kid prodigy at the time. I was eight, maybe even nine. Um, at that point, and that was like a real tournament. Dope ended up winning his own tournament, kept his controller. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of when it all started for me. That's that's kind of my introduction to tech skill, advanced wow. techniques, the scene, um, and all that kind of stuff. That is yeah. insane. Yeah, I mean, if you learn from Eddie, um, then you truly are. Uh, that's first generation, as far as I'm concerned. First generation. Eddie, of course, for everyone in the chat who might not be as familiar with melee from that era is the reason or rather he's the recipient of the reason that um we banned the pipe stage which i think is called what is that state it's called like yoshi's island or something it's I like a, it's, yoshi's it's like an island yeah yeah which is like a ridiculous name because there's way too many stages that feel like they should be named yoshi's island i think that one is actually called yoshi's island though mm -hmm. we, we just mm -hmm. call it pipes and yep. he's that stage is banned because there's a very famous old video of a tournament match between him and I believe it was Zelgatis, where Zelgatis wave shined him up the pipe to his doom like three <laughs> times. And then yep. I think people said, well, if you can do this, we probably need to ban this stage. This is probably a little bit too strong for Fox. So I, I think we ended up banning all walk off stages at that point yeah, in time, too. Which we're is, like, oh, well, Foxes could just wave shine. <laughs> this is yeah, like, a yeah, yeah. If that's a thing, then you need probably to ban. I mean, there's other reasons those stages should probably be banned, but yeah. Mm hmm. Um, Wow, that is that is actually really amazing. Um, and it's cool to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, coming from that to uh, obviously winning the Function 2 and being a top. I mean, I feel like you've really stepped it up quite recently. Like, even not even just Function 2, but like main stage, right? I think anyone who's mm -hmm. taking down Cody in uh, 2021, 2022, like uh, you have to, it's like a pretty short list of people who were playing at that caliber. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, really excited to see how you do at Gommel. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people are. Something else I wanted to ask you too is: are, Do you still have the view that like Falco is like the strongest character? Because I, you know, I've, I think you're famously a big Falco up player, mm -hmm. um, and I think I've always thought, me personally, that I've always thought Falco is a very polarizing character in this lens because I feel like half the Falco mains 
think he sucks. And Falco's really hard to win with. And like, oh my god, this character has to work so much harder than every other character. Doesn't have throw combos. Mm-hmm. You know, like six frame jump, five screen frame jump squat. Doesn't have a real dash. You know, lasers are fake. You just power shield them or take them and they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you have people like you, people like Fiction, you know, who are like Falco's really just busted and way too, you know, just unbeatable if you play him correctly, you know. Why do you think Falco, so like, what are your views and why yep. do you think Falco is this kind of polarizing? And you agree that he does seem polarizing, right? Because I think we have encountered these sorts of Falco down players as well. Yep. So yeah. why do you think that is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, first of all, I am a gigantic Falco believer. Uh, uh-huh. I think the Falco is the best character in the game. I okay. don't think he's the best character in the game by a lot. Um, but sure, I yeah. think he, uh, it's clear enough to me that there's a distinction which I think is important, right? Yeah. I'm saying that I think he is clear enough to me the best character in the game, and I wouldn't put him in like an unordered tier with Fox or Marth or Puff or whoever the heck people would consider best in the game. Yeah. Um, and reasons why I... Well, let's talk about being polarizing for a second. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So this is a funny example sometimes I like to talk about, is that, uh, you know, Subway, like Subway sandwiches? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I worked there for three years. I was like a, a manager, oh, essentially. Look um, at that. Yeah, so I actually love Subway, even having worked there, which a lot of people, if they work at a food place, they end up hating it eventually. Mm. I, I actually literally, I'm not lying, I ordered Subway today. I just ate it. But um, Amazing. Uh, but Subway, oh, Subway's a polarizing place. Some people love Subway, some people hate Subway. <laughs> I see where I, this is going. But so you go there and you make your own sandwich. If you think Subway's bad, it might just be your fault, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that that tweet, too. It's yeah. like people go to Sa- Subway and complain about the, the food. It's like, bro, you made the sandwich. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I feel this way kind of with Falco, where, um, oh, you think Falco sucks? Like, that might just be your fault, brother. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I, I do think that Falco is really hard to play. And I think that sometimes uh, people have a hard time discerning um, what is consistent to be able to do in tournament, what's Mm -hmm. just theory. um, Truly, they have this idea of what actually happens, which in their mind is that you do a bunch of stuff, you hit your opponent a bunch, you outplay them a ton, and then eventually you get grabbed and die, possibly Mm -hmm. at zero. And mm-hmm. they just accept this as like the reality of what really happens when you play in tournament is Falco. Um, and I think some of that is some confirmation bias of that happening to them. I think that yep. some of it's just like that's the narrative that sort of permeated its way into the community somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, since Falco is such a difficult character to wield um, and has like less quote unquote guaranteed setups, I, I might yeah. say, like off of a grab, like Puff or Fox or Marth might have. Um, in the past, when people weren't amazing at the game or didn't have amazing tech skill, um, it did sort of function like that. Um, yeah. You know, Ken could just counter against PC Chris and then he'd get knocked down at zero and then life kind of <laughs> sucked. Um, yeah. But things are a lot more complicated. Spacing's a lot more complicated. Um, yeah. You know, we have a lot of information that we didn't have before. Slide-offs are a thing. Um, and truly, like, if you're getting gimped at zero, so much of the time that's your fault. Um, and, and Falco yeah. can play in so many diverse different ways that people have to be ready for. There's, it's, there's just no reason that that sort of thing should be happening. Um, mm-hmm. and so I feel like that has sort of just infected people's minds, which is, is why he's so polarizing. 
Um, and then uh, just last thing is like, why do I feel like he's the best? Um, I just think that he, uh, as opposed to a lot of other characters in the game, has a lot of reactable hit confirms uh-huh, that uh-huh. do a lot of damage. And then if we just take the game for what it is, right? Uh-huh. Which is really the amount of neutral openings you get, the yep. quality of those neutral openings, yep. which lead to how many openings it takes to kill your opponent. Right. And then... All those slippy stats we see at the end of matches, basically. Exactly. Yeah. With that, how well are you able to mitigate those openings and punishes from your opponent? That is what the game is, right? Yeah. Uh, if we think about it that simply, I think that Falco gets himself in better risk-reward situations than almost any character in the game consistently. Actually, mm. better than any other character in the game consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is all human tournament viable sort of things that he can do to punish his opponent or to mitigate the damage from his opponent. And I think that he's able to control neutral and get openings more consistently with more reward than any other character in the game as well. Um, And that's for a number of, you know, crazy reasons that spurred out into a different billion different decision trees. But that's essentially how I view it. And and that's why I think he's the best. And you think he's the best at, do you think he's the best at, um, getting the openings and comboing off them, or do you think he's like, like so much better at getting openings in general that it doesn't matter if he doesn't hit as hard as some of the other characters? So I think that. Like, do you think he's the best at both of those? Or that's a that's a great question. I don't think for sure that he has mm-hmm. the best punish game. Um, it's it's hard to tell. I will say. Because a lot of times with other characters, you could just flowchart things out and like really flowchart things mm-hmm, out if you're like a mm-hmm. super nerd about it, right? Like Lefner Armada might have done in Foxitos back in the day, right? Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. you do this. If they DI this way, you do this. And then you upthrow them. You cover this amount of text by doing this. And then you cover that. Mm-hmm. Um, with Falco, it's it's like that, but it's so much harder. Um SDI makes things complicated, but you can account for the SDI. You could do it on reaction. Um, Going for a read might yield some large amount of reward that going for a reaction might not. But maybe you go for the reaction, then just play the position afterwards. Um, You know, with Marth, a lot of the times it's like, well, you just go for your combo, and then your combo is eventually over, and then you do the edge guard or the tech knockdown or whatever the heck. Um, Right. Falco's just very complicated to, to analyze in that way. So it's hard to tell. But. Um, yeah. I think it's close enough to all of the other characters that people might assume have very good punish games um, mm-hmm. that his control of neutral and ability to prevent his opponent from getting large openings and ability to open up his opponent with large openings um, makes up for it. So yeah, I think he dominates neutral more so than his punish game ends up out punishing the other top tiers. That makes sense to me. And that's kind of how I was always sort of felt about him as like, you know, and there's matchups where I think this is really like exemplified, like Falco Marth, where I think, you know, mm-hmm. Marth is generally going to hit Falco harder than Falco hits Marth, even though that's, mm-hmm. even that has a little bit of an asterisk on it. Yep. But, but there are, you know, so many situations where I feel like the Falco has like a slight advantage. And if you can just kind of play those situations uh, correctly enough, you know, you can kind of just outperform the Marth and eventually you're just going to take four stocks before they do. But and then, mm-hmm. and then, of course, it turns into this battle of can they get enough openings and can they capitalize on them well enough that they can sort of mitigate that. But yeah, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting and I do think that that's kind of the cool thing is like no one really knows for sure. No one really knows. No, like there's no one out there 
yep. still who can say for sure what the best character in the game is. There's no one out there who can say for sure what even the you know the top five are, and it's been 20 years, which is just okay. kind of bonkers. Um, but okay, I mean, this was this was dope. Uh, those are all my questions and PP's questions. I think for now, we might as well start getting into some of the uh, the questions from the chat. But before we do that, let's real quick take a look at the community voice. Um, so we, before we went on the hiatus between season three and season four, we had Lod on in our, in our most recent episode. And Lod asked uh, all of our YouTube viewers out there, as you will do at the end of this episode, you can think of whatever question you want to ask the Smash community and the Radio Melee audience. But Lod asked, uh, what two players would you want to see a fusion of? And so we got some answers here. James, uh, could be Duck, who knows, said, CV, Armada plus Mango equals the GOAT. Just to put this shit to bed. <laughs> Fox Falco Beach player, he stands seven foot tall with Armada's accent, Mango's infectious laugh, he's our Android's brother and Lucky's friend, and he drinks a lot of beer. Jabokus plus Mook Daddy equals J. I don't know what happened there at the end there, but genius answer. Yet yeah, no one ever has to talk about it again. You got our Mango and Armada and Mango, and, and, and they're just the best to ever do it, and, and, and they're just a perfect human being. Love that. Schmidt Cinema Studies says uh, Wizzy plus Mango equals Mizzy. Ooh, that's a, that's a strong. That's a, that's a strong combination. The uh -huh. optimal tech chasing style and the reactive read based style seem so far apart from each other. A player could be great at both. Tech chase some death consistently and also do well. When things get close quarters and scrappy, I think they'd be unbeatable. J Mook seems closer to that than most, which is why I think so many people love his play style. We were actually talking a lot about, I think, J Mook uh, last episode, which kind of explains why so many of these uh, responses are kind of referring to him. And Matt Zors says, Plup plus plus pipsqueak equals piplup. I think this person just wanted to. Oh, that's adorable. Joke. Yeah, that's a that's the penguin Pokemon. Plup's insane movement is augmented even further by a box controller. Pipsqueak's methodical approach to the game with Plup's raw ability is truly a force to be reckoned with. Pip half benefits from living in the states. Okay, sure, where he can get better practice and amazing name synergy. Yeah, let's let's be honest. I mean, I think that's a pretty good combination. But you really just wanted to make the piplup joke. I, yeah. I see through you there, Matsuras. But okay, I think we're about ready to bring on our first caller. And we got Moose. Uh, I don't know if this is that Moose. Well, I guess we'll find out if it is. But uh, welcome, uh, Moose. Where are you calling in from today? Hey, uh, I'm calling in from North Carolina. North Carolina. That's a different Moose then. Okay, but yeah, what's up? Like, there are like seven of us. I'm actually in a crew battle Crazy. that's only Mooses. Um, oh, my God. Whoa. Hope yeah. you guys win. Yeah, Team Moose. Um, you say Mooses, by the way? Isn't it Moose? It is, but like I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the animal. I'm talking about the people. Oh, mm. okay. The Wait, it's not meese. It's not <laughs> crazy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, what's your question today, Moose? Yeah. So my question is: since PPMD is hiatus starting in around 2016, Mango's been the only player uh, playing Falco to consistently make it deep into top eights of majors and mm. super majors. Why has he been the only player to do this when you have a lot of good Falcos in the top 30, 20 range uh, compared to characters like Sheik or Fox and even uh, Marth now with Kadoran? Sure. sure. You want me to start talking about this one, Tove? Yeah, I think this is uh, up your alley. Perfect. Okay. So uh, one thing is that Mango is just better at everything than every other Falco in the world. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a really helpful part. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, being good. Helps yeah, being good is really, really helpful, but he's also the most consistent. Um, and and mm. that's really difficult to achieve. And I know a lot of people, you know, his last two tournaments or whatever were lackluster, but I mean, he got like seventh or fifth or something at those tournaments regardless. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. 
His ability to have consistent tech skill, even on his off days, is really, really helpful. Um, his experience with top players is something that I think carries him a lot farther than people realize. Um, I think that he grew up in a region and had people with him that were very high level. Even today, if you see him playing on stream, I don't think I've ever seen him play unranked once. I don't know if he's done it. I don't know if he's ever queued up. Um, so he's always playing against Zane or like the worst person, and I'm sorry, that he plays is Null. Um, and so having consistent high-level practice is something that a lot of other top Falcos don't have access to. Um, mm. And like for, for an extreme example, right, is that like he plays against Zane in tournament. Well, he has like a thousand hours logged with just Zane, and I might have twenty. That's maybe. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I know it's the same for all of the other top Falcos too. So um, when it comes to being a tournament mainstay in those top eights or whatever, um, having the experience against those people that you're going to end up playing in those later parts of the tournament is huge. Mm. Um, and I, I think there's a, a bunch of other small reasons too. Like I think his seed because of his legacy sort of carries him pretty nicely through the tournament brackets up until top eights. Um, I think that he has other characters that sometimes he's able to rely on um, like his Fox um, throughout the years. If he has like an off day or a bad matchup or something, um, but in all reality, I think that he's able to figure out players really well. He's just incredibly consistent and uh, has a lot of experience. That makes total sense, yeah. Um, you think that's going to change at any time soon? Like, I mean, you're starting to put up those sorts of results. Um, you know, I'd like to think so, obviously. Uh, I think that, you know, the top Falcos are kind of working together a little bit more cleanly recently. Um, even Mango has discussed some ideas. I, I, like, mm -hmm. I haven't DM Mango in forever, except until recently, where we've talked about some ideas about Punish and stuff. Um, so I feel like people are collaborating more on improving. Um, I oh. also feel like with Slippy being the way that it is, um, I mean, we can get all types of top-level practice a lot more consistently. Like, literally back mm -hmm. in 2013, what are you going to do? Mango's going to be playing against Lucky and SUJ. Uh, I guess I'll play against Duck every, you know, three right. weeks or something. Um, right. But yeah, I do think that we will see more top Falcos dip into the top eights. Um, I think me, Fiction, Magi, um, and, and of course other Falcos are absolutely capable of doing it. Yeah. Makes sense. What do you think about that, Moose? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a great response. And uh, what you're talking about even before the question about Falco's volatility, mm -hmm. um, really makes it makes it more difficult compared to like Fox and Sheik, where you have more bread and butter confirms. Yeah. I used to have this theory that, and I, I still sort of do, um, that the average uh, <laughs> we say net play Falco, right? And we kind of throw that around as a meme, but like. Uh -huh. I've always kind of felt like the average net play Falco at a certain point in their career, instead of becoming a good Falco, they switch characters and become a net play Fox. And this was Ooh. my theory back in Anthers Ladder. I would see this happen all the time. Um, but uh, I do sort of feel like there's a shred of truth in it. Like I just kind of would notice this sort of trend. Um, and I felt like for a long time, there were more instances, and this is not true recently, Notably, recently, it's kind of gone the other direction. But I feel like for a long time, I felt like there were more Falcos that felt like they needed to switch to Fox than vice versa. Mm -hmm. Lately, we have examples like KJH, Fiction, of people actually switching in the other direction. But I feel like that's a, you know, relative speaking, extremely recent phenomenon. So yeah. Can I speak know, on that real quick, actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. 
So, uh, oh my God, look who it is. Oh, and we've got traffic was Hello. crazy. Traffic was crazy. What can I say? Oh, yeah, what can you say? What's going on? I'm yeah. so sorry, everyone. Uh, no, no problem. Thanks for, we, we thanks for sticking around. Car issues. We explained. Yeah, yep. thank you. Um, okay, what were we talking about? To guide uh, me onto the track once more. Switching to Fox, switching to Falco. Genius. Okay. Yeah. So you said that eventually these netplay falcos almost evolve into netplay foxes, right? Um, so I view this as a consequence of sort of how the meta goes as you develop your skill. So Falco at very low level has an easy time winning. You learn how to shore hop laser and you do your pillar combo into forge smash. And, you know, the mid-level sheiks just, or the low-level sheiks just can't keep up. What are they going to do? They can't tech change right. or whatever. Um, what are the Captain Falcons going to do? They're, they're just dying over there, getting hit by every up tilt or whatever. Right. Um, and then you get to mid-level, things get a little bit more complicated. And I think in today's world, the mm. mid-level players have access to so much anti-Falco tech, whatever you want to call it, that mm -hmm. it can be a frustrating... Um, transition from mid-level player to high-level player as a Falco main. It's like, okay, yeah. every single person, and I have PP, I'm so happy you're here. You're <laughs> the first person I ever heard say, people need to stop shielding after they get hit by lasers. Mm. You said that back in, I don't even know when, 2013 or something. And I heard wow. you say that, and I was like, I wonder what PP means by that. <laughs> which is hilarious today because nobody, right. I mean, unless you're uh, just lost in the matchup, shields every single time after they get hit by a laser. Right. So you queue up on unranked, you're a Falco player, wanted to dunk some kids, and then every Fox is doing take laser turnaround up tilt, and every Marth is doing take laser dash back pivot grab, and it's like, okay, I could be really precise, and I could have some very specific call out to all this. Or I could be Fox and full hop and up smash and wave shine people. I don't know, that seems kind of right. funny. Um, so that's kind of how I see why uh, some people might give up on the, the Falco dream of transitioning to a high-level Falco um, and maybe seeing that flow chart stability that we talked about with other characters kind of being um, inviting to them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I started as a Falco main, and I actually switched. Well, you know I play Fox now, so you know I switched to Fox uh -huh. at some point. I dual main for a while, and then I switched fully to Fox. And my reasoning for doing that was very specific. I was in Japan at the time, and I was playing FD only, and there was this Marth player that I would have to fight every week um, who also hosted the Smash Fest, so literally I had, to, I had to fight him all the time. <laughs> and his power shield rate was like 95% or more. And mm -hmm. I just got like... I was just like, dude, this is just too hard. Like, I just don't want to deal with this. Like, he would just... His neutral was he would crouch there, and he would power shield every laser, and it was just annoying to approach him. And I was like, you know what? This guy's doing this now. In a few years, everyone's going to be doing this. That, that mm -hmm. didn't really come true. But I was like, dude, I mean, this guy's so good at power shielding that, like, this is just so much more painful than it needs to be. I'm just going to play Fox. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if anyone else making this switch had the same sort of concrete. This is an opponent that I just don't want to deal with in, <laughs> in this matchup or whatever. Um, but for me, that was frustrating, just fighting a power shielder on FD over and over and over and over and over on no other stages. But... Uh, I, I am guilty of making the Falco to Fox switch. Why do you think that the... My, my theory with, with some of the, the, the recent switches to Falco is I feel like... I have this kind of theory that... Um, I feel like the community is more empowered now because we just know more about the game to theorycraft Falco 
And we're more empowered to do that than we used to be because I think that Falco is just harder to talk about when it comes to his flowcharts, I think, than basically every other top tier. I mean, when she gets a grab, what do you do? You down throw, and if you can chain grab them, you chain grab them. And if you can't, then you tech chase them. That's pretty easy to describe. When Mm -hmm. Falco gets a grab, what do you do? Well, you guys both know the answer to that. It's kind of complicated. So, you know, I I just think that, like, Falco is the kind of character that it makes sense that early in a meta or earlier in a meta is going to be a little bit more mystical, if you will. The sorts of people that are going to play him are just kind of going to say things like, well, you know, you do everything by feel. Uh, which is partially true, but but I do think that we've kind of come to the point with Melee where we know enough about it now that it's 20 goddamn years old that I, I think that we're better at forming flowcharts for that character than we used to be. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I see you nodding, so I, <laughs> I hope you both do. But mm-hmm. I don't know if, I don't know if no, that makes I agree. sense. So okay. can, I t- can I talk about that a little bit too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Please awesome. Do. So I mean like, PP, it's so crazy that you're here and I'm talking. Yeah, finally, <laughs> I know. Join Radio Melee. I know. Um, so, Beautiful. like, we're literally PP's on the podcast. He's like the guy. You go to yeah. his Falco thread and you say, "Hey, PP, I have this situation that I have to deal with. Like, what? Essentially, like, what's the flow chart, right?" Um, and then PP has some brilliant answer that nobody thought about and everybody loves. <laughs> oh, um, it's, it's how things have gone forever. Um, and obviously, you've even helped me a ton. I had like a weird Smurf account on there, but whatever. Um, I think that we don't just have a Smashboard thread anymore. We have like, you know, a bunch of like, I run a top level Falco Discord. Um, PP, you're welcome mm-hmm. to join if you want. Where we ah. talk about <laughs> a bunch of different matchups. We have video examples. We have slippy replays. Everybody's analyzing for each other and working mm. together and, and doing all this kind of stuff. Um, and so, uh, you know, one small thing that I will say is that while we have more information about the game and it's easier to make these flow charts, um, the defensive aspects of the game have also improved. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, OK, oh. this person is aiming their DI to get a slide off on the platform and they're going to intentionally miss their tech so that they can do something immediately afterwards. Like, well, what's the flow chart for this now, man? Like, God dang mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. these things didn't, they didn't always exist. That that kind of always existed. But you know what I mean. There's slide offs for Falco's down air. Down air used to just pop people up. It doesn't pop people up anymore. They're holding oh, down. That was a good time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I miss those days. So, um, you know, things are complicated more on the defensive ends, but there's a lot of people motivated to figure these things out, which I think is really cool. Mm hmm. Yeah, to follow up on some of that real quick, because I don't know how long this topic's been going, I'll just say that um, while Mango while Mango is the guy, I think, you know, we need to be paying attention to, you know, Ginger getting the good result recently yes, and, and continuing to have the upward trend, which is, you know, indicative of growth. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a ton of what Fiction and KJH and others are labbing. And so the wave for Falco, you know, at some point is coming. There are people that, you know, again, like Ginger, who are very poised to bring that out. And it's really only, you know, seeing that more and more. And then we'll say a big, we'll see a big result. And we'll say, oh, well, where'd that come from? Well, we're telling you right now it's coming. People are labbing it. And mm-hmm. I think because there's almost been a lab gap with Falco because of yeah. you know, yep. been labbing, there's, that's coming in now, which is what Toph was saying earlier. So Yes, you know, if you look, if you just look at the past, you're seeing one thing. But I think if you're looking at what work is being laid now, whether it's everyone doing it now or someone that makes the switch or whatever, you know, that's all going to come together. And I think uh, we are going to see that uh, Falco is going to be able to do it in a big way. What do you think about that, Moose? Uh, I think that's all really helpful. Quick question, Ginger. Do you, you know about the cookbooks, right? 
I do. Yeah. What are your thoughts on a Falco cookbook? Because that seems like something as a net play Falco. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to find a lot of this like information. It's like, hey, when you see this SDI, this is what you can do to counter it. You can down tilt. You can wait out yeah. to grab. Stuff <sighs> like that. Uh, yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I know what you want to say. <laughs> yeah, it's just it would be so hard. It'd be yeah, so it. it would have to have so much, right? Yeah. So um, it's so complicated. Does anybody else know of the um, Kanekitsune Fox Guide? I do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do. It's like a 190 do. page document. Game facts. <laughs> it's a game facts guide. It's, it's long. It's beefy. I read yeah. the whole thing. But um, really? Wow. Yeah, I read the whole thing. I'm like that. But um. Yes. God, the Falco cookbook would have to just be so complicated. And oh, I it, bet. It would require so much work and dedication from so many people to figure all that out and write it all down and have mm-hmm. all these examples. I'd love for it to happen. I think it would be great. Um, but man, even if you wanted to get invested into, you know, reading the cookbook, I think it would be complicated. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I, I'd like to see so, something like that happen, but it's just tricky. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chef Rockman actually just started the Fox cookbook, which is actually a discord. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just waiting for him to work on Falco. He's already <laughs> yeah. expressed interest. We're just going to let him. Do oh, okay. It, All right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Yeah. Then. But, uh, yeah. Thank you okay. for calling in. We I think, I it. think it's got potential for sure. It's, but yeah, I, I definitely agree that it would be a monumental undertaking. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Moose, for calling in. You got any shout outs for us on your way out today? Yeah, uh, I want to shout out App State Melee in Boone, North Carolina. Um, small, small college town. I'm going to be going there in the fall. And their mm. melee scene's popping off. They get like 40 man monthlies for a, nice. for a town of 20,000. That is um, really cool. And yeah, I'm, I feel it's the first community, melee community that I've been in where it seems like everyone's just homies and they're like, playing poker at one dude's house on a Sunday night, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Very nice. So the friends we made along the way. Exactly. It's what it's all about. For sure. All right. Take well, care, thanks game. for calling in moose. Yep. Thanks, thanks for, for calling in and, uh, have a great, uh, have a great time. Uh, laving Falco. <laughs> I'll try. All right. See you guys. I think it's about time to get our next caller. PP. It's good that you're good that you're here. I got to, we got to ask, uh, we got to talk a, a good bit about your, your questions how you many did you up. get i did all? two of them i didn't get the health one right, um well, well, but i did the other two but that. we had so much to talk about with the other two that I okay like yeah i figured they, they'd be good and ginger they were, they were on. juicy he's questions been, he's been answering great eloquently so i mm-hmm. no problem Thank there you. yep um but yeah we got our next caller on here rocks 506 welcome on in where are you calling in from what's your question for us today mm. uh, hi everybody uh, i'm calling from san jose costa rica Oh, very nice. nice. The other awesome. San Jose. I want to go there one day. Ah, you should come totally. Um, my this is my question. Uh, I see this tweet made from Hungerbox about his earning in fifth place in CEO, and he earns seventy-five dollars. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you as a Smash players needs to balance how you earn money. Could be content creation either to. Each or to uh, getting lessons or whatever, right? Um, mm-hmm. Having practice for being a, a professional player because these these tournaments are tough and this is a tough game. Yeah. So how do you balance 
different incomes or generate different incomes through content creation or whatever, mm -hmm. practicing this super hard sport or e-sport that is playing melee. Can I take this one as well? Yeah, okay, yeah. awesome. First of all, hi, Rox. It's it's great to actually talk to you and figure out that you're not actually a bot. <laughs> no, I am not actually a bot, but I can, I could keep pretending that I am one. <laughs> Rox is a is a you know longtime member of my community. Hangs out. Oh, all the time. nice, nice. Yeah, nice. I feel like I've seen a, him in chat. There was a joke that That's Rox cool. was a, a bot because of their responses sometimes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I will say that this balance of things is mm -hmm. um, probably the most difficult thing in my life, and I don't think that it's for most people. Um, one time I was interviewed by this high schooler that had to do like a journalism thing, and I thought it was so cool he wanted to interview me. And he was like, how does somebody get to be like, you know, you? And I was like, dear God, the sacrifices I've made in my life and like the risks I have had to take like financially are not for everybody, uh, and it's really hard. Um, mm -hmm. And you want to be uh, an entertaining content creator, but at the same time, mm -hmm. it takes practice and serious practice, not funny haha -ha practice, to get yep. good at the game. And yep. if you don't get good at the game, you're not going to command respect or earn viewers and all that kind of stuff, have the opportunities that somebody else might have, um, create a legacy, all the sort of things that somebody right. in like an organization might be interested in. Um, so... <laughs> at least in my experience, I couldn't have anything else going on in my life. I had to like dive mm -hmm. into this and commit myself 110% because mm -hmm. um, there just like almost aren't enough hours in the day. It feels like, uh, you know, you have to work on your YouTube videos and hopefully some of that's coming from your Twitch stream so that you don't have to double up and do a separate YouTube thing and a Twitch thing um, on top of your off stream practice and then mm -hmm. your IRL practice, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you just try to manage it as best as possible. Go to as many tournaments as possible. I think that tournament experience is one of the most important things um, in terms of even networking as a content creator. Going to a, a tournament can be a, a really useful asset or meeting other people and being able to do collaborations like literally we are doing right now um, mm -hmm. is, is something that going to a tournament building relationships can be all about. Um, and then you also get the experience of playing people that you don't usually play, getting different perspectives and answering or asking questions to people that have advice for you. Um, so I think that tournaments are almost like this cheat code of everything <laughs> where um, it, like you gain experience in all the different aspects that you want to. Um, but man, it's a it's a real job. It's a grind. And you you just have to commit yourself and, and put in the hours, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's hard too. I mean, obviously I'm not really, my focus hasn't been on competing at the highest level, but like, you know, shifting from, it's definitely like, you know, content creation's hard in a lot of ways that you don't even really foresee getting into it. Like you said, like, it's like definitely a skill unto itself and it, you know, for better or for worse, right? It's like to be a top player in Melee, you almost kind of have to, like, it'll be really interesting. I'm someone I'm watching I've got my eye on right now is Jmook. I want to see how Jmook handles it. Mm -hmm. I know he just quit his job at Starbucks <laughs> and he's going to try to do full-time melee, which I think he should because he's clearly got the talent and yeah. the skill for, and I think he's got the charm as well. I think he'll probably be a pretty entertaining uh, mm -hmm. guy, right? Um, but it's it's a, it's a, it's its own journey for sure, right? Um, it's just a different income stream, I think, than a lot of people are used to kind of setting themselves up for. And... Um, it's definitely not for everybody. And I guess the thing that I also want to emphasize to people is like, as you 
are as you you know if you're if you're a the average fledgling melee player and you're idolizing and you're looking up to these top players you know or whatever you know you've got maybe mango you watch mango you watch zane whatever whoever your favorite top player is that probably streams and probably does it full time i also want to emphasize that doesn't have to be you right like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be for everybody and as happy as i am that there are people like gender in the community i'm also happy that there are people like lot um and i love that we like i want to emphasize to people that like it doesn't have to be a full-time thing it, like if it's not for you you can be very good at melee and you know if you're rigorous about your uh time management and things like that you know mm. you can also just do it as a hobby up to i think a very very high level uh lodge showing that you could do it at like a roughly top 10 level but mm -hmm. i mean you know you can be a very very prominent player and have it still basically just be a hobby um and I think that's awesome. It just then becomes more of a challenge of your time management and your, uh, if it, your, how good you are at effective practice because obviously you're just mm -hmm. naturally going to have fewer hours, hours in the day. So it really is ultimately, I think, what you want to make of it. Um, and there isn't going to be any one path. Everyone kind of has to figure out their own thing. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, to kind of talk uh, maybe some something concrete about balancing content, balancing competition. Mm -hmm. Like, let's imagine... You know, I think some good numbers are, uh, you know, I've, I've seen some talk about how, you know, usually like three to four hours is a sweet spot for how long you want to stream. And then you might have, you know, maybe anywhere from four to five days a week of that, depending on how much you want to value that income. And so you'll have that going on. And then maybe during the times where you're not streaming, like the days you're not streaming, you spend that time working on YouTube, you're talking with editors or whatever, and you're getting that stuff cut up. Uh, maybe you're also doing coaching, uh, plenty of plenty of people are doing that and you're working on that. Maybe you're, maybe someone has decided they want to refund and they don't remember their email and you're going on a roundabout half hour <laughs> chase with them or whatever. Um, lot, so there's a lot of things that can just inconspicuously eat up your time uh, that mm -hmm. are involved in all these things. But there's mm -hmm. also, I mean, but there's also just the fact that, you know, we've got back to back to back to back to back tournaments coming up here. You know, some mm -hmm. people are going to all of those. I mean, thinking about how you're supposed to manage preparing for a tournament with trying to, you know, be personality person, I think it is difficult. And, and because people are grinding on their own so much or, you know, with other people who are grinding on their own and, and not, you know, hanging out as much or whatever, especially now that we have Slippy, you know, people are not as used to being content creators. And so there's, there's this big adjustment and we're trying to figure out how we can make all of this work for ourselves because not everyone's built to be, you know, a superstar and, and, and to have to have all this content work for us. And how do we, how do we account for that? And that's its own question. Mm -hmm. um, but it, regardless, I think this is just another thing that speaks to the need for an off season. And um, uh, I guess the only other thing is I'll just kind of throw in here is uh, money's tight. We all know money's tight in this community, which is what leads to situations like this. And hopefully it can be a benefit for all of us. If we can make better content and we can figure this out, then this can just be a benefit for our community, but that doesn't change the fact that it's still hard and it's a tough ask. Yeah. Um, there are solutions. I think, you know, it's almost good to have a whole maybe podcast talking about them. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things we could do. Uh, you know, I, there's there's been some that uh, there was one that Blur and Taffo did a podcast about that a little bit ago. And they talked about how you, mm. could, um, you could you could basically uh, rebuild Melee from scratch and then you wouldn't have the IP in it. And then we could be free right. that way. And regardless mm -hmm. of what you think of the idea, at least there are ideas to discuss out there and it's something to consider. And so, um, 
yeah, just wanted to throw in a couple more hard numbers, some solutions, some other thoughts about it, because it's a big topic and it really connects to a lot of things. Yeah. Well, thank you for the uh, thank you for the question, Rox. Sure. Definitely a yeah, definitely a deep one. Is that something you've been thinking about yourself, or? No, right now, no. You, you are my heroes, right? You are the the people that I love to see. You are like my basketball players. Oh, thank and you. I I love to see you all here, right? Especially Ginger, right? Talking to Ginger is something that I see like week <laughs> to week. He's he my oh, working buddy. When I work in late, he's there. <laughs> oh, very me. nice. Looks so, like we got the right guest this week. I nice. guess. <laughs> Love yeah. you, Rox. I, I love you all, and thanks for having me. Um, shout out for Costa Rica. So, uh, doing Very nice. you, I know this is really hard for you. And this is a question that I want to pull up there because uh, when you are like this, and especially as this, and as me, right? Because for me, you are virtual people in my screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's hard to it's easy to forget that you're people also yeah and you have a mm-hmm. struggle, that you have mental health that you need to balance all these things and I, i'm a dad and i have three kids and i mm-hmm. feel like sweating bullets knowing like if he having like enough for eating this week so i know this is hard i know you are putting yourself in the line especially when you you don't have like a good day or a good stream so shout outs to you. Um, keep doing what you're loving. You're you're killing it, all you three. Oh, and, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and maybe can I give a shout out? Sure. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Okay. First of all, a shout out for Chilling Dude. So if mm-hmm. anyone needs to make a donation, go ahead and do it. And the other one is I don't know any melee players in Costa Rica, but I want to give a shout out to Jay, the ultimate player from Costa Rica. He's ah. awesome. He is great. And if you don't know it, you should uh, take a look at his figure it out. Meta Knight. <laughs> so wow, hope to see him at a, on the major stage one day. He's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's awesome. Appreciate Costa Rica. It, I'll make my way there someday. Can't wait. All right. You take care, gamer. Thank you again for calling in. That's pretty dope. It's cool having a it's cool having that representation all over the globe. Yeah, especially from sure. a place like Costa Rica that I have to imagine is uh pretty beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh I think we got time for at least one more question. Uh let's get our next caller in here. And it's gonna be Casper. Hello. And what's up, hello, Casper? Hello. hello. Oh, hi, Casper. <laughs> hi, Ginger. Hello, Casper. Welcome to the program. Uh, where are you calling in from, and what's your question for us today? I am calling in from Ontario, Canada. Nice. And my big question is mostly for Toph and Ginger, but PP, you're more than welcome to answer. All right. Yep. Uh, I know Toph and Ginger, you are both in, involved in the Guilty Gear scene now with Guilty ah. Gear Strive and the FGC. Oh yeah, so sure. I just want to know what you find culturally different between like the greater FGC and mm. sort of the Smash community. Yeah, I was at CEO this past weekend and I went to Comma Breaker as well. And I think, you know, um, obviously there's more, I think we have more in common than, 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 than we have that are, you know, there's more in common. What's the, what's the phrase I'm looking for here? Whatever. There's more in common than there are things that are different, but, yeah. mm-hmm. um, 
there's certain differences. I think that, okay, so a couple things. A couple things that I noticed that are really prominent that stand out. One, obviously, melee players just want to play melee. And then even, even just Smash, like even Ultimate players, right? It's not even just the fact that it's an old game. It's also the fact that, like, Ultimate players, a lot of them just want to play Smash. That's just kind of how it is. I mean, I think, which makes sense. I think Smash is a pretty good game. And, you know, I think something that we really appreciate about Melee, something I really appreciate about Melee is I feel like any effort I put into Melee is going to go rewarded in the sense that I think Melee is going to be around for a long time. And I feel that way because it has been around for a long time. Whereas, you know, I grinded a game like Grand Blue Versus for a long time and I was getting pretty good at that game. And shout out to the Grand Blue Versus community. Obviously, it's still around. But like, you know, I think a lot of the top players, you know, they moved on to Guilty Gear Strive or whatever, and you're fighting. And that, that totally happens all the time, right, with, with the FGC. So, you know, I think there's more of a culture of moving on to the next game. And I think that's good in some ways and bad in some ways. Like, obviously, it's really good for them because I think it's easier to... Um, they just, you know, sometimes, or like even as a streamer in Melee, right, sometimes there's just weeks where it feels like nothing's happening. It's like, ah. Oh, kind of a dry week you know no, there's no news you know whatever uh you know wait but so and so you know hbox had a crazy pop-off this week at east coast friday right? you know you kind of gotta sometimes it feels like you gotta scrape the bottom of the barrel for for melee content granted right now we got a lot of tournaments but you know in the ftc there's always like some new game coming out or something so or a patch or a pat right or a patch right and i think that also for it for, for uh, on a little bit of a deeper level i've kind of noticed that in a mentality standpoint i feel like melee players tend to have a problem with taking losses harder on average, I've noticed in FGC people, and I think that there's a tie in there. I, I kind of have this theory that, like, because in the FGC, there's like, there's a lot of games, and like, you don't, it's, it's not such a single minded focus on one thing. I think that also helps distance your, you know, we talk about there's melee players who kind of, um, uh, like I saw Mike Hayes tweeting even this morning about how he was like, you know, I wish I didn't tie so much of my self worth to my tournament results. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of, I, I, I do feel like I see a lot less of that. In the FGC, I think they're a little bit less rankings oriented than we are. We're big on rankings in Smash. We love those tier lists. We love those MIOM rank, you know, PGR. They don't really do stuff like that as often. I don't think they really do power rankings to the degree that we do, uh, for better or for worse. Um, I think that it's probably in the FGC. I, I, I find that people are less, you know, I think the average fighting gamer is just less, they're less pressed about a tournament loss than the average melee player i will say just on average that's something i notice um and i think that's partially because you know in melee you know if you lose to somebody that's going to show up on a spreadsheet somewhere and then practical task is going <laughs> to use that to to categorize you into you know the c tier versus the b tier you. he's coming for you but on, on the, you know in the fgc you know if i drop a set to joe schmo and strive uh, if, uh, there's gonna be a patch next month anyway where our character <laughs> they're probably gonna buff my character and then it doesn't you know so it's, which I think makes it easier to accept losses, and I think that that's a healthy thing. So, um, anyway, that that's my little take. I know I went relatively sort of deep there, but um, uh, yeah, Ginger, I don't know. What do you what do you think? You could go in a completely different direction with your answer, but the, anyway, that's just what I observe. Yeah, I don't even think I really could go in a in a completely different direction. But I mean, mm -hmm. Casper probably knows this, but I I haven't been to a tournament where I just enter like an FGC event. Um, mm -hmm. But I have been to lots of melee tournaments where there are also FGC events. Um, so I, I kind of, and I actually have gone with Kalindi to a couple Dragon Ball Fighters tournaments, essentially. Oh, um, sure, yeah. At least in Michigan, something that I will say that Tove didn't bring up, mm -hmm. uh, the, the trash-talking culture is very different. 
Um, mm. It seems like trash talking is just kind of more accepted or supposed to happen, like egging people on or giving them a hard time if they drop a combo um, <laughs> or if you're like whooping somebody in friendlies. Even the people are like, yelling and hollering and having a having a time about it um, uh -huh. in the melee community. You sit down. Can I join this setup? And then you you all sit there quietly and play your game for God knows how long. <laughs> um, and you have a great time. You stand up. Hey, guys, I got to get food. See you later. Uh, but it, it is different interacting with people while you're playing the game, it seems like. Um, and like I said, that's just my experience at like Michigan FTC tournaments that I've seen. Um, but also, it's really interesting that you brought up that they, they take losses better. Because it's something that I've noticed even from just like watching player cams. They never really seem that upset. And it makes so much sense that like, you know, Punk loses in Strive and he laughs <laughs> and he shakes his opponent's hand or whatever. And then like, oh, he's got Street Fighter later on, you know, like, right. he's got to go do his thing. Yeah. Um, he goes on Twitter. He's like, I don't even play this game. I'm the alpha. Exactly. Yeah. He, he whoops somebody, but then like gets washed in grams or something. Yeah. I don't whatever. Even play. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But in melee, um, one thing is that it's such a hard game. The, yeah. The second thing is that your skills don't transfer very well <laughs> to other games. Legitimately, like if you're good at an anime fighter, a lot of times that means you're going to be good at other anime fighters. Or if you're yeah. good at, you yeah. know, just trad fighters in general. Um, so in melee, your skills don't transfer that well. So you dedicate a lot of time to this really hard oh, game. And you hang on, really interrupt here, to interject here. Me and PP were fucking nasty day one multiverses. So I disagree. <laughs> Ooh, cool okay. But anyway, yeah. anyway, we were, we were beating tournament players. We were. Oh, those those guys were probably ten or eleven years old. We were so much better <laughs> than them. But anyway, go on, Ginger. Sorry. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so we might have some, uh, you know, we, we might be better at, at platform fighters than some other people, at least within the genre, um, for sure. But, um, it just feels like you put so much into melee and when yeah. you lose your world is shattered. I've lost yes. in melee tournaments and been like, what is my life? Why am I here? What's uh, my purpose? What's going uh, on? Do I even deserve food? Like, <laughs> right. I just, everything shatters around me because I, I've put so much into this one thing. One, because it's like, it's a career. It just yep. takes so much yep. time. There's so many factors, but in fighting games, um, yeah, it seems like you kind of maybe have your main game, but then you play yeah. other games and, you know, you do your own thing, blah, 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 blah. Um, and those games also, from what I've seen, don't really have the same staying as melee. So it's harder right. to commit yourself as like, melee. oh, melee, I'm going to make that my career. Somebody could say that, right? But it's like, Oh, Guilty Gear Strive? It's like, dude, in two years, uh, who even knows if Guilty Gear Strive is even going to be a thing? All the people right. that played Dragon Ball, I mean, they had like 4,000 entrants for all their tournaments, but now the scene is like dwindled like crazy. It's it's mm. so hard because Melee has that staying power um, that you want to invest yourself so much in um, right. that it, it does feel like taking losses is a lot harder. Um, let's see, other things culturally. Oh, one thing I was going to bring up is that when I was growing up, I would see the FGC and be like, wow, that's a bunch of old people all playing their old people games. Like, oh, Street Fighter, they play in arcades or whatever. Um, right. And, you know, some of them were like 30. Some people were like in their 20s or whatever. And like we mentioned before, I started playing Melee when I was seven. Um, right. But man, we have caught up to them. We A lot right. of Melee players are, like you were saying, there's a lot of similarities. Um, like, we really are sort of like this older FGC where um, yeah. a lot of people are in their upper 20s. Some of them are in their 30s. And I look at the FGC community and be like, oh, yeah, this is another guy who's around my age. We just play yeah. video games. That's kind of cool. But Melee was not always like that back in, you know, 2007 or whatever. It was a lot of younger college people, high school age people that, that all wanted to play the game. So it's kind of interesting how that's shifted over the years, I guess I would say.
I will say that I do feel like culturally, in terms of some of the things I talked about, I feel like we're getting closer to the FGC in these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about take, like taking losses and stuff like that. Um, I think we've gotten a lot better at that. And mm-hmm. you don't need to look much further than like the, the Twitters of a lot of the top players now compared to like 2015, um, where it was almost a guarantee that you would see some really sad tweets um, and, 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 or, or upset tweets or et cetera, you know, and I feel like there's a lot less of that now. Um, overall, I feel like we've just gotten better at it because the people who stuck around, it's just something you need to work on. You just can't mm-hmm. for your own mental health. You can't be in a community that long and, and take losses that hard and, 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 and survive, I think. Right. So I think we've gotten better at it. Um, you know, just when I, just when I look at the top players in the scene, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I also just do think that's a function of getting older. I mean, I remember when some of these people were, you know, 15, 16, <laughs> right? And we used to have so much bullshit um, just getting, you know, just 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 crazy trash talk getting tossed around. And I think we've nowadays, I think we're getting to the point where we both know how to have a little bit more fun with it and also not take it so harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, and And so, yeah, I do think we're kind of getting closer to some of the things you're saying. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for what it's worth, like, I think Melee players are also, Smash players are also probably playing more fighting games than we ever had before. Just when I look at, like, five, ten years ago, I didn't feel like I knew anybody in the Smash community that played fighting games, and now I feel like actually a good bit. I mean, even Mango was streaming Strive for a couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And I just don't think that would have happened before. So, you know, maybe as time goes on, we're just kind of slowly kind of getting closer and closer. I would love to see a resurgence personally of, you know, Smash tournaments at fighting game tournaments. Like, you know, CEO was actually really interesting because I was looking at entrant counts and, and Melee was like the fourth or fifth most entrant count game. Uh, that was not grammar correct. <laughs> but um, when I actually dug into it, Melee had like 224 entrants and like Street Fighter V had like 220, like seven entrants. Oh. And then like the next highest was 200, like 30 something. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Melee actually had a lot of it. Like, Melee, Melee almost, like, if it had, like, 10 or 20 more entrants, it would have had, like, the second... Or no, no, no. It would have, it would have probably been behind Ultimate and Strive, um, mm-hmm. which, which, which you kind of would expect. But, like, I was like, man, yeah, damn. We, uh, yeah, we're still definitely just... And, and, you know, this was for a game that... I think in a tournament like CEO, like, granted, it was Panda Cup, but, like, yeah, you know, it didn't have a lot of the like. It was more of it felt like a half regional. Like it wasn't truly like a major in that sense, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely still felt like, huh, like uh, maybe there's, maybe there's a case to bring melee back to some of these fighting game events. I would love to see melee at more melee at tournaments like Combo Breaker and stuff like that in the future. I'd love to see more melee players come out because um, I always, I don't know, I always have a good time at those kind of hybrid FGC Smash tournaments, but mm-hmm. anyways, see what happens in the future, I guess. PP, what do you think? Uh, Yeah, no, I mean, the crossover, I think, has always been good, and I think it just benefits everyone, just, you know, for example, doing content with other people or or whatever. Um, But as far as the original question goes, yeah, I mean, I thought about it a little bit, and this is the discussion I've seen on it. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Uh, but it seems like, there was some talk a little while back about how in the FGC there was confusion or frustration with the quote-unquote hero worship that occurs in the Smash community, the mm. Melee community, moreover. Uh-huh. The gods or high top players or whoever. And there's more of a ruggedness to the FGC. Like, you're, you're, you're trash, I'm going to body you. you know, that's, that's, that's the end of it. They just want to beat whoever. And there's not, there's not so much 
extra thought that's in it. And so uh, Melee, at least, has more of a spectator uh, contingent to it where it's, you know, almost everyone in the FGC feels more like a player. And that, again, again, I'm just going to keep going. And you, once I'll be done in a second, you can correct me on these points. But uh, far from some people put forward the idea that this would be from arcade culture where anyone could step up and play anyone as long as you had, you know, a quarter or two or whatever. And that's where that would be. Now, I don't know how much of a basis all of that has in truth, but that's what I've heard. And that would be neat and would tie into some of the things you guys have said, if true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's totally legitimate, for sure. You know, I, I think, think the, actually, oh, go ahead. I think the biggest thing I've noticed is for like weekly online tournaments, they hate using start.gg for some reason. <laughs> Everything's run on like challenge and oh. like a single Discord channel, and it's so disorganized. You have to find all your matches with everyone else trying to find their matches at the same time. These are the people the that thing is, play fighting games in parking lots. This is yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, setting up a tournament in challenge is just easier. Uh, uh-huh. Start.gg is easier for the spectator, and you know, having features on top of literally just running a bracket. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's better for like payouts and stuff like that because i think challenge just doesn't have that functionality but if you're not at that if you're not at the level where you're running like at least a regional to where you need that payout functionality it's probably you probably just don't if you don't need that it's just like less you Dude. can just go with the bare bones well, these are like know. like Ugh. over 100 entrant tournaments hosted oh really on oh shit. yeah, yeah. Like, salt, like salt mine league for the eu is all hosted on challenge that gets like oh wow 100 tournaments or 100 entrants yeah for what so, game first drive strive first yeah drive. yeah so Casper and I have entered some of the same Strive tournaments, um, and they are just silly. Like what you're talking about with the payout and everything that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. But they they'll have the bracket on challenge, and then uh, they'll have a Discord <laughs> that you have to join in order to like play in the tournament or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like a general chat. Maybe maybe there's a like report your scores chat, um, uh-huh. and people use those interchangeably. It doesn't really uh-huh. matter. Um, nice. and it's just flooded with results constantly just bouncing up and down. You, maybe somebody's tagging the TO, maybe they're not. I don't really have any idea. And then the TO has to go and scroll through there and input them all into the chat launch bracket and say, okay, you guys can <laughs> finally play now. You, these, these people will have to play. <laughs> it's like, Dude, there's a website that does all of this for you. I promise. Like it, it is kind of weird that they, they won't even use it for larger tournaments, but, uh, Heck, uh, they they just they love to do it. I guess I don't know. Fascinating. Yeah, I don't know. I should enter probably some of these at some point. Uh, Fun. I'm I'm getting back into Strive. As you know, I entered it at Common Breaker. Common Breaker being my first major that I traveled to to only enter a fighting game. That's so sick. Um, might be doing that again in Evo. We'll see what happens when Evo comes around. Good luck. No, uh, but anyways, W's getting back into it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, is he? Yeah, he got a lesson. The Potemkin didn't. No, the Potemkin did not sway him, but he's back. You know, you know what the funny story, the, the funniest part of that story is that Potemkin player was apparently just a smasher. Yeah. Yep. It's like, wow. He's yeah, also like know. 13 or something too, I think. <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly what you want. Yeah, that makes it the best. Yeah, he got a That makes it the, the best. Top Giovanna player, Akarian, recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So he's actually wow. been uh, trying to put in the effort. Yeah. IBW's playing Giovanna. Is that what's going on? No, he's still playing Milia. Okay, that's yeah. Milia got buffed, right? I heard. You did. did Milia got buffed. There you go. There you go. Lord Knight barely missed top eight at CEO. It was close, mm-hmm. but had to go Lord through. Oof, had to go through someone who was it? It was someone really good. 
was like K7 or somebody like that. So what are you going to do? No, I made that up. It was someone else, but whatever. Point being, <laughs> point being, it was a tough. You know what? I'm just gonna pull it up. I'm. I'm, I'm it's <laughs> that yeah, easy. Right? It's yeah. that easy with with Stark.gg. I'm just gonna. Oh, Google's being slow. Hang on a minute. Come on, Google. Yeah, it's be much. Wait. Uh, what do you think about? Yeah. What do you think about that, Casper? Uh, yeah, I thought those answers were pretty good. I liked the discussion on like taking losses better, because mm. it is kind of like a homie mentality that's more prominent in fighting games where we where they all kind of understand that everyone's a competitor everyone wants to win losing is just part of you know getting to that end goal of you know being the best mm-hmm. there you go oh it was flash metroid that's right anyway flash metroid flash metroid that guy's really i good. also got buffed so what are you gonna do yeah guy <laughs> did get buffed guy and that guy's really good i think yeah flash metroid's insane Anyway. All right. Well, thanks for the call, Casper. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your question. Any shouts when you're doing the way out? Uh, shout outs to my local scene and local team, Angry Burly Bros. They're going to be helping oh. run Gommel for Smash Ultimate. So, wow. going to be super awesome. And uh, yeah. Look at that. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a good rest of your day, gamer. Thanks super so Burly Bros. Like Angry Burly Bros. They're mad. Peace out, Casper. <laughs> See you in chat later. Mad clarification. What I say, super, yeah, super, yeah. super, super angry. Super. There angry. you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, I don't know when we started due to all the chaos, so I don't really know how long this episode's gone on. No, for. we're coming up on we're coming up on about the end of it. I think we can kick it over to anything else you wanted to ask if you wanted, and then we could get get Ginger's community voice. Well, how are oh, you please. feeling, Ginger? Do you want to do one more? Or you want to do community voice? What's your What's your feel? What's your vibe? I will. I you could have me talk about melee forever. So it, let's do one more. Beautiful. I'd love it. All right. Well, we're gonna do melee, but we're gonna do it related to something maybe a little more personal. Oh. Um. And so you know, this is a question that you know I think is certainly important to me, and I think it's becoming increasingly important to a lot of people, as I've learned. And that's that's the concept. That's the discussion about uh health in melee. I mean, we're you know a lot of just as a general thing, we're all sitting a lot while we're playing and all that good stuff and. But, you know, I remember you tweeting and saying that there you were having, you please correct me if I get any of this wrong, but you were saying you're having some heart issues or things like that. And I, and I don't remember exactly what, if there was surgery or if there was something that had something serious that had to be done to remedy that. But it was, it, it, my understanding was it was a serious situation. So I'd like to, I guess, get a follow up so that people can kind of know what's going on so they can, you know, understand that players are are people too and have these things happen and uh you know we're able to overcome that and move forward because i think if nothing else it's inspiring you know yeah so first off i'm doing great uh didn't have to have surgery or anything luckily it turned out to be nothing serious all of my okay. symptoms were sort of pointing to maybe being uh mitocarditis i think um mm -hmm which is something that a lot of people get after they have COVID. And I was experiencing these symptoms of mitocarditis after I had gotten the vaccine, which was, you know, just like, oh, God, I hope my heart's not freaking messing up. But um, just to be clear, because uh, I don't know if there are anti-vaxxers in the chat or something, but um, if you get COVID, it's a lot worse for your heart than if you get the vaccine. So um, even mm. if this was triggered by the vaccine, it would have demolished me even harder if I had COVID. Um but yeah, I was all day long having these weird, uh, I describe them as like murmurs or just like skipping beats pretty constantly. Mm. Um, and oh, it made wow. it impossible to like focus. Um, it would be painful at times, which was kind of scary to me. Um, they had to run some pretty serious tests. 
but again, it came back, nothing too serious, give it a little bit more time, and uh, my heart is a lot better, which is awesome. Um, okay. Yeah. Any other questions on my health, or do you want me to talk? Yeah, about my no, I, I guess I guess it's I guess the only you know the only thing is I, I wasn't sure if it had been a longer standing issue, but that's good. So it, mm-hmm. that's that's been wonderful. Um, if I I guess I can do one other thing real quick then, since you know you wrap that up really sure. well. <laughs> um, and I was curious. Uh, you've you've mentioned um, you mentioned that you're putting you know all the time and everything into melee right now, and I didn't know. I just wanted to get a quick clarification on if you if you were also working or anything else like that because i had heard i've heard conflicting things about it and i wanted to kind of get a sense of that because if you were then that would also be really cool because you're a spacey player and doing that and mm-hmm. and that's a that's an interesting sign for people but if you're not that's totally fine and we cleared up another thing and that would also be cool yeah um no i don't work anywhere um i don't go to school i'm i'm full-time melee so um in i think it was Oh, goodness gracious. When was this now? I think 2017 was the last time I had a job that wasn't um, Melee, where I worked at Subway. This actually randomly came up when I was talking to Toph earlier. Um, Um, But yeah, I worked at Subway. I worked at Subway for like three years. I was a manager for a really long time. And then um, I had like enough followers on Twitch and I had like around 100 subs. And I was like, you know what? I can pay my rent with this. Oh, man, what a decision. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'll just do this. I have just to just so nobody gets too inspired by any of this i have hmm. a uh, screenshot on my phone of my bank account that had eight cents in it um, oh. and my rent was due in 10 days and you know what i had to go to those locals and beat kjh or else i i don't know what i was gonna do oh um, man yeah so i've been and in you some did. pretty tough spots and i did <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I also, the, another thing about me is I went to college for two years. I was studying music education. Um, I no longer do that. Music's still a huge passion of mine. I don't participate very often anymore. Um, but yeah, went for two years, realized it wasn't for me. And then I spent essentially a year working and reevaluating my passions, which is where I landed on, okay, Melee's blowing up as an esport. There's a lot of players getting sponsored. I believe in myself to be able to do this. I'm going to save up, buy a streaming computer, move to the closest city that's like, uh, that has like a big hub of smashers and I'm just going to mm. go full blast. So uh, that's, that's sort of my story with all that. But yeah, I, um, I'm luckily, I guess, able to support myself just doing yeah. melee. So it gives me a lot of time to, to work on being a competitor. That's awesome. And I, what I love about your answer there is you said you took time to figure out what you really wanted, why mm. you would really want melee, what it means to you, where you want to be, what your goals are. And mm-hmm. then you you set up a plan to make that happen. You know, I think so many people are like, well, I want to do it because I think it's fun. And like, there's, right. there's good. Uh, I love that. And I want you to have fun with melee. But having a plan, having some sort of idea of when can I do this sustainably? What do I need? You know, Mm -hmm. how can I structure my life or whatever I think is going to be so valuable. So I think, you know, that is really helpful. And I, you know, I asked, I guess, maybe not the best questions to get there, but you know what, you, uh, you had, you had a good life story. So we got there and that's awesome. So thank you for your answer. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, now that we've hopefully actualized a few more melee players, we can move on to the community voice. It is your time, Ginger, to take whatever you've uh, decided from this session or something that you just want to know and ask the YouTube comments uh, anything you want, anything you can think of for the, you could think of it as asking the Melee community a question. You can think of it as asking, you know, just the GG audience a question, but something you think is interesting, something you think is funny, something that you really want to ask them. So we've had questions ranging from who would Elijah Wood main to what would make you go to a local 
to, right. you know, uh, uh, who would, I don't even remember. I don't know. Today we had, uh, today we had, which fusion of two players would you like to see? Okay. Uh-huh. And yeah. we had some pretty good answers. Those yeah. were good answers. Those were really good answers. Yeah. yeah. So it, it can be whatever you want, but this is your time. It is your moment. It is your question. Hmm. Um, goodness gracious. I've, I've been trying to think of like a really good question. There are a few that are on my mind. Um, but I'll say, um, God. Okay. Uh, my question that I'm going to ask is how do you form your personal opinion about top players? Uh, um, <laughs> wow. yeah, I, li- I like this one. I'm going to learn something from this one. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think this Absolutely. is interesting because uh, there's a lot of different mediums that people interact with top players, but a lot of people don't know anybody's yeah, would... full story, right? So how do you form your opinion on top players? Now, what I what I I'd be interested to see how because the amount of people that come in and have assumptions about me and my stream is quite high mm-hmm. sometimes, and so I think, hmm, I get the feeling that they're learning this from other people's streams. Or maybe they're interacting in some other mediums totally. that you don't have to mm-hmm. name. And so I'm, totally. I'm curious about about how much of that pans out, or and how much people go to the source, and how much people you know go from other places. So that that's an yes. interesting question, and I'm I'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, you know, maybe people answering for themselves or seeing what their friends do, and and yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Good question. Thanks. I'm glad. Yeah, one thing, just real quick on the back of that question, I always say, um, if you ever want to get to know me, I try to be the most approachable person at tournaments ever. If you want to come up and talk to me and introduce yourself, I'd love to have a short conversation. Except for after Maybe you, you lose. play some games. Yeah, after I lose, I'll probably just try to avoid you. You probably won't even have to try to avoid <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love meeting people and and getting a real sense of the community, and I think that's a, a really positive thing that we have is that we get to meet up in person and learn about each other. So um, please, before you make any assumptions about anybody, I mean, give give them a chance, try to meet them. I, I think it's a cool thing that you get to do. For sure. All right. Well, Ginger, thank you so much for coming on today. Great answers, great knowledge. Oh yeah. And uh, Toph, thank you so much for holding it down in my uh, absence. Really appreciate it, King. And thank you all out there for calling in, watching everything else. This is Radio Melee, signing out. (laughs) 